Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, guys. You're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi, guys. Um, We have another interview interviewee for you today and her name is Jill and she's bravely agreed to share her story so that it may help somebody who's viewing this to it may resonate with someone or it may help them get out of a situation or understand or just validate someone else's experience so Jill you're very welcome today and I I know you're a bit nervous but we'll get over that (laughs) we get into your videos are so amazing I just want to live up to those standards so thank you very much thank you thank very you much. for having me Paula you're very welcome thank you um okay so Jill I'll just ask you then to give us as I know it's hard to kind of compact it down your relationship kind of how you met what your experience was of your relationship and um, at the end then or during the the um interview I'll ask you a few questions on it if you could Give us an idea maybe of what it was like for you with a long-term relationship with a narcissist. Yeah. Um, a roller coaster <laughs> uh, would be one way of putting it. Um, it's interesting because I, I guess I didn't, didn't know, you know, people throw the word nar- narcissism around a lot Um, and use the term very loosely and we'll say, oh, this person's narcissistic or this person, you know, when, when maybe they have some traits or, but when you are in a relationship with a true narcissist, and then you come to find out what that actually narcissism is, um, it's kind of a whole different ballgame for me. So while I was in the relationship um, versus now knowing now knowing narcissist more about nar- or a lot more about narcissism and then previously is a much different viewpoint but i will say that while i was in the relationship um i didn't know and i wasn't aware mm-hmm. um i just felt like i was in something things were happening to me in all kinds of things and i didn't know what to do um i Can I just ask you just how you actually met or, you know, was it where you met and how quickly did the relationship? Oh, my goodness. We met through, we actually met on face. Well, he had found me on match. I had put, I wasn't on match as a joke with a friend. I'd put up a profile. Not even, I don't even know. I think maybe one picture. And then I never got on it again. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he was also on Facebook. And we had mutual friends. So come to find out he had found me on match, but I had never replied to any of his messages because I wasn't on. So then he found me on Facebook and we had through, you know, these mutual friends um, kind of in the fitness industry. And so he reached out to me and we started talking that way. Things progressed very quickly. Um the love bombing was in full effect. Uh, I thought he was the most amazing person in the entire world. And I fell for him Mm. so quickly. Um, 
like you said, the mirroring with the mirroring and everything that that goes on, you literally think this person is is my soulmate. And then um, looking back now and knowing, I guess, knowing more what I know now, it's easier for me to see that that love bombing and then the, the devaluation phases and the discards, mm. plural, plural. The discards. We were living together um, at one point in the relationship, had a child. And so I stayed and I just kept trying to make it work when I wasn't really aware. Um, and I just kept getting worse and worse and worse mentally, physically, uh, emotionally. And um, the discards kept got the cycle just kept going and going and going. I, I'm not proud to say, but. I can't tell you how many discards there were. And every time I was heartbroken, I was devastated, left on the floor, literally, and, you know, a ball, a ball crying, yeah. not knowing what was happening to me, um, begging him to stay at times because yeah. of, you know, the, a lot of the emotional abuse and how that, in that devaluation, how that really tears a person down. Yeah, it really, really does. I really identify with that. Um, can you can you tell me, Sharon, how long was the how long did the good time last for? How long did you kind of was it good? Oh, sorry, I've called you, Sharon. Sorry, Jill. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Um, there's been there's been many golden periods, or there were. Yeah. Um, I would say. Maybe a couple months, two or three months, maybe. Initially, that was the good, the yeah, good time. Yeah, yeah, and it, and I say that because it was during that time. It was really probably maybe a couple months because after that little, you know, period, then things started happening almost immediately. Um, you know, issues with inappropriate me seeing inappropriate behavior from him mm -hmm. on social media, me seeing inappropriate behavior and lack of boundaries with exes, um, which there are several that have children with this person, five total. Wow. Okay. Um, I became pregnant at which um, was not too far into the relation us meeting um, in which come to find out that it happened in almost every situation he's been in with the five children okay. as a, a binding technique, I feel. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, one reason I say that is now because my child is, I am in a situation now where the child is used as leverage to reach out to me like the hoovering. It's very common. Mm -hmm. How's head doing? How's, how's your son today? Or how's, you know, our son today? I mean, uh, or what's he doing? Or what's going on? Or did I receive some, you know, just, I mean, the most, the most craziest stuff, but reasons to the child is a huge reason for him to try to contact me through hoovering attempts, not just the well being of the child. Okay. And how long, how long did the relationship last? Because, you know, we're kind of talking about the long-term relationships and why people actually stay in them 
and what is, what the experience is like for people that do stay in them? Um, it was about a total of five years. Yeah, that's long term. Okay. I am still recovering. I'm about, it's been about oh, a few months since the end of the, the relationship. Only a few months. Mm-hmm. That's really, really early stages. Yes. Wow. Well, well done for it, talking. That's that's really painful. It's a, not it a great. Is, um, minute by minute, a lot of days. And I encourage people to, like I had said when I watched your video, that um, it's it in a sense saved my life from feeling stuck in this place where you you feel depressed, you feel worn, you know, worn down, you feel emotionally beat down, you feel hurt, yeah. you, um, you've been betrayed in so many ways. Um, that coming out of it is, is extremely difficult. Um, and it wasn't until I watched the videos, and I started understanding what was going what I was going through, mm-hmm. and what was happening to me during that time that it gave that clearer understanding gave me power. Knowledge that, yeah, the knowledge of, of the fact that you were dealing with someone that, that was going through a pattern rather than loved you for yourself. Absolutely. And I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. I'm really am. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around this whole this whole concept and it's very hard because yeah like once you get entangled with them very and I think it's even an ongoing thing even a year or two down the road you still have to to kind of fight against that cognitive dissonance of you know loving the person and what it actually was it's it's a really difficult experience but you thought you think that the knowledge was the thing that is is saving you now and making this is was it a discard or did, did you leave or how did it end? Do you mind me asking? Yeah, um, it, it was actually a discard followed by a, a follow up. Well, a discard by him then a follow up Hoover very shortly um, after probably within a week. Um, and then it was a uh I guess you could say he wa- he wanted the relationship back. Okay. Um, and I said no at that point. Wow. For the first time ever. Wow. That's amazing that you had the courage to do that. What do you think? What do you think actually, what do you think um, brought you to the point of actually saying no? Because that must have been incredibly hard. It was very hard. Um, I knew that I, I knew that I just had to set my mind to, to doing it because I knew, okay, here's all the information. Here's all the, the logical information is all right here. This is what I'm dealing with. Is this what I want in my life? No. Okay. Now I need to just make this decision and just, I made, was on the phone with this person and I just said, they had disclosed in an, it, with this particular Hoover to, to try to win me back. They had disclosed um, a bunch of uh, behaviors that were inappropriate that they had engaged in over the last year. 
that we were, you know, together. That was also a driving force because some of it was just absolutely horrible. Um, very strong boundaries that I had regarding certain things that this person just blew right through them. Okay. And I just said, somebody that is going to treat me and my, and not, not respect my boundaries, but not only not respect my boundaries, but just literally cruise right through them, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and not even think twice. And the, and those boundaries, one of them was if you ever have any communication with this person again, a female, mm. he had had an affair previously with. Um, I will never speak to you again. This will, we will be done forever. And he continued talking to her for over a year. So that was one of the driving forces also was that those, those boundaries have been violated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I took, I guess, kind of the situation that had happened, the knowledge that I'd gained from you, Paula, and just made a, a decision to do it. And I just did it. I, I don't even, I don't even know it, it, in that moment, it did take a lot of, a lot of strength to do that, but I just knew what I had to do. And I know, yeah, I know that it obviously takes a long time. The journey to healing takes a long time to recover, but do you feel that you're on the right road or do you feel that you have any regrets? Do you feel it's the right thing that you've done now for yourself? I do feel like it's the right thing when I, my logical brain is. Yeah. Yeah. In my favor. Um, I do find, and I think like you said, because it's early on in the process, the emotional thinking tends to be high at times. Yeah. I really just have to fight my way through those moments. Um, But I think that I'm on the right road. I, I have a good support system, which is so important. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, great, I guess, different it, within my support system. You know, I also kind of think about like the knowledge and, and the, the stuff that I get when I'm able to listen to your videos. And um, I do have a counselor that I see weekly. Great. Okay. And some books I'm reading and friends that have been through, you know, some support groups with people that have been through similar situations, um, being able to talk to them. So I feel like I'm, I'm on the right road, but as you know, it's like that recovery can't come quick enough. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you're so <laughs> every there's days where one minute feels like a, a week, you know, yeah, I know. I and do I know. wonder if I ever am going to get there. And I hope I do get there because, you know, it's, it's not, it's not pretty. As I say to, to my clients, Jill, at different times, um, 
we wonder if we'll ever make progress. And then we'll ask them to look back three months hence or six months hence. And you are you are in a different position. You know, when you look back after that chunk of time, it does get better. It, you, it, once you do the work and once you try and put one foot in front of the other on a daily basis, even if it's two steps forward and one step back, you do get to a better place eventually. And eventually things come really good. But you know what they say in life, um, the hardest things are sometimes that bring the best outcomes. So it better bring a good outcome because it really is painful to go through this. <laughs> you have to put a hell of a lot into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you um, know, I, I want to make sure being, you know, I guess kind of new to the, re- the recovery part of this. Um, I know that I through comments and, and stuff, we had chatted about that and you had talked about video doing, you know, doing videos on recovery, because of course there's a million questions in my head and parts of me that I'm like, how do I, what do I do for this? How do I, you know, recover from this? How do I fix this? Or how do I, you know, and I think even you can understand everything about narcissism and you don't, but the recovery is a whole nother ball game. So I, I feel like I'm on the right road because I feel if I look back three months when I was really not even functioning as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, you've said really, yeah. Mentally not functioning really physically, just not functioning yeah. mentally. I mean, yeah. So now I'm, I mean, three months ago, I wouldn't have been able to um, hold a job at that time. I wouldn't have been able to um, do just, just daily things that you do. It's unbelievable how I, I really, really, really struggled and where this path, it took me down a path of depression, anxiety, um, hopelessness, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And just feeling very, very hurt, betrayed, all of the, you know, those things I mentioned. And those are hard things to, to kind of, I guess, recover from. So yeah. I, I guess, but I mean, yeah. I know that three months ago, there's, there's been progress made. So I, I know I'm headed in the right direction, I guess. It's just, it's going to take, it's going to take a lot more. Yeah. I'm in a lot more work. But where you're at now, um, as you describe where you were at three months ago, and you're able to, to talk now very fluently about what's happened to you, you're able to analyze it. You look great. You sound good. You couldn't have done that three months ago. You were on the floor. No, I was, I would have been, I mean, literally I was laying in bed a yeah. lot. 
Yeah. I wasn't working. I was, uh, you know, taking care of my son and that took pretty much everything out of me. Yeah. Other than that, I wasn't, I had really wasn't involved with any groups. I wasn't in, didn't really even have, I mean, I, I had a support system. Mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't, I was isolated. I isolated myself um, for a very long time. <clears throat> and yeah. go ahead. so w would you say then that you're one of the lucky ones? I mean, to have the strength that you had from wherever you got it from within yourself that could you see people ending up taking their lives or just never recovering from it when you feel like uh, that? I absolutely can. I was one of those people. Um, my three-year-old son was the thought went through my mind on a very re regular basis that if it wasn't for my three-year-old son, I do not know if I would be here. Um, because that is how absolutely terrible I just, I felt. And I wasn't, wasn't getting any better. I was just declining, declining, declining all the time. Jill, would you, it, sorry to interrupt you. Would you be able to tell me what you were like before you met your narcissistic ex-partner? What kind of a person you were? Or how would you have described yourself? I was... Um, just I, so I'm an esthetician. Um, I am very passionate about what I do. I love what I do. I before I met um, my ex, I had decided that I was going to go back to school and obtain my aesthetics license. So I did. Okay. So I had went through about I don't know if it was like ten months of schooling to obtain that, and I was. Um, in the process, well, had started uh, opening my own business. Wow. Okay. So I, yeah, I was a very thriving individual. I was very confident. I, um, I was confident in myself. I feel like I was, I had self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, thing they rub you of <laughs> suddenly goes away. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't struggling with anxiety and depression. I was happy. I was. I had my own business that I was just starting. I, I you know, I had family and around me that I was close to. I had friends that I spent time with. Um, I was really in and have always been, but at that point in my life, I was really into my fitness. Yeah. Um, so I would, you know, was doing all kinds of classes and I had great friends at those classes. My life was at a good, in a good place. Yeah. Um, wow. And I don't consider myself. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm lucky that I'm, I'm here. I'm lucky that I'm here. I do find myself, you know, because Quite honestly, there were so many times where I felt, and I still do struggle with feeling kind of like I don't have a purpose or I don't, you know, I have no worth. Mm. Uh, I, my confidence is dwindled. I'm 
you know, you're not good enough because you're with, you know, all the triangulation and everything that occurs. That's a big one for me. Yeah, triangulation yeah. is torturous, isn't it? It really takes your self-worth down and messes with your mind, I think. Yes, and along with all the the cheating, the lying, the deceiving, de you know, the deceiving. Um, it all takes a toll, for sure. And for me, that was a that's just a big one I'm still struggling with. As you you try and try and try because I I felt like when I was in the relationship I was fighting for us. Why at the time I'm guessing because um, I was I was emotionally and beat down. I never experienced any physical violence from this person. Mm. Um, but emotional abuse was, was, um, very prevalent. Was there any stage that you remember that you thought that you should leave during the relationship? Yeah. Many times over five years, many times there had that thought crossed my mind but I just I felt like I I felt like I couldn't I felt like I couldn't live without him I couldn't yeah. uh, I needed him I you know plus you know wanting that kind of romanticizing about all those good times that that person um, provided and and what the way that they made themselves appear to be yes yes you know Oh, I'm a person. I'm a person that's honest. I'm a person that wants a relationship and a family. And I, you know, I value the same things you value. And we have the same, you know, same goals and yeah, goals in life. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. It's just. Right. Well, all I can say is thank you very much for sharing that. I, I do think that's really going to help people because I think it'll resonate with a lot of people. And it's very hard to, even with the videos, it's very hard to get it across. But when someone actually says that that's the way they felt and were as honest as you, because like I experienced that as well in the discard, that feeling of not being able to function for days on end and just surviving. And to think that that's the way a vibrant person can be left after dealing with a narcissistic individual is really scary. It is very scary. It is, it's quite, I mean, it's unbelievable. The impact that, that they can have, it just really is, it's truly unreal. To go from like I, you know, being a thriving individual and and happy and and doing life to feeling like why am I even here? I don't want to, you know. Yeah. If I didn't have my son, I wouldn't be here. You know, that's it, it. It's like night and day. And now I, you know, at post I see, start seeing some some of those characteristics. I guess are coming coming back. But it's a process. Yeah. It's nothing to play around with, that's for sure. 
No, it is nothing to Very play scary, around yes. with. Because you can, these people are very dangerous. They can be, they're dangerous enough in themselves. And then if they're also psychopathic or a sociopath, they can go to any lengths to actually physically kill you is the worst, I suppose. But they do a good job on mentally and emotionally killing you at the same time, as you and I have both discovered. Um. Well, in previous, previous to this particular individual, um, I was involved with who another individual, actually, who I believe was a narcissist as well. And that person did physically uh, try to kill me. My God. That person tried to strangle me and is now in prison. Okay. So that is a huge concern to and something that I want to really focus on in my recovery is making sure that whatever it is, that um, this never happens again, because I can't, I know that I personally can't go through this again. Yeah. It will destroy me. And so I hope other people. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I apologize. What was the what was the last thing I said? Just saying, you hoped other people. Um, you didn't want to yeah. go through that again, or and anything like that again. Find the strength. Find the strength. If they find themselves in a situation, finding the strength to get out as soon as possible. Yeah, and then you know, finding out why that pattern is reoccurring in their life, if it is, and how to put a stop to that so that it doesn't happen anymore. And just the last thing I'd say, Jill, is do you think it would have been useful or would be useful for our teenagers to be thought about personality disorders in school and to to be guided in relation to what a healthy relationship looks like? Would it have helped? Absolutely. I absolutely think that because there is. How do people know? You know, we just think everyone out there is the same and everybody's going to have empathy and, you know, right. has has care for us. But it's a big, big, bad old world out there, isn't it? As we, we discover, it can be quite a yeah. dangerous place. More so, dangerous than we could ever imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> Our imagination is brought home sometimes, unfortunately. For um, me, it was like... <laughs> There was one particular discard in, or one discard in particular that um, involved a, a disclosure by another fe- another female um, that was involved with them. I was blown away, literally blown away at what this person is was actually capable of. I, you know, you've made comments in your videos about there being that evil aspect or that, that dark um, kind of demonic almost presence. And I believe in that Yeah. because this, you know, that particular discard disclosure, um, not only did it just 
destroy me. That was probably the biggest one, the second to the last of this, this last one. Um, but you don't know. The thing is, is that even, even when you do understand it, if you don't think like them and you're not them, I think we still underestimate what they are capable of. Yes. Yes. We don't want to, to think that they can do the things that they do sometimes. And that's why it's so hard. I think when they're telling you that they're a certain type of person, they tell you that they're good and they tell you, you know, all these things and it lodges in your head. So the words don't meet the actions. And then it's very hard to believe that they've actually done these things, you know, in retrospect, it's very hard to believe it because you've kind of been groomed into their character and it's not their actual character. It's right. very, it's very uh, insidious. Okay. So education is absolutely key. And I love your channel. Thank I think you. you do amazing videos and I hope that Thank I you. hope that I can be of some help too. And for people out there and, and getting the knowledge out so that people know. I just really admire your bravery. I think, I think it will help a lot of people and I can't wait to see the comments on the video. Um, thank you very, very much. Thank you, Paula. It was so nice to be on with you. I wish you the very best in your recovery and I'm going to see you in the comments anyway, I'm sure on some of the other videos. Um, so I'm going to end, I'll end this here and I will be in touch with you, Jill, via email afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah. I'll say, say goodbye for now and I'll be back in touch with you then. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Paula. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. Bye. Go ahead. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.